This is the Pharma Forum Podcast. My name is Dominic Tyre, and I'm Pharma Forum's Creative and Editorial Director. Joining me for episode 24 is Gita Arbo, who last year joined hearing aid technology firm GN Hearing as CEO. Prior to that, she spent 27 years at Leo Pharma, ending her time there as its president and CEO. We discuss telemedicine, GN Hearing's work in this area, Gita's time at Leo Pharma, and, somewhat inevitably, the impact of COVID-19. You can find more details of this episode, including a download link for the podcast and information about other installments in the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcast. The Pharma Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, Stitcher and Podbean, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for Pharma Forum. So, Gita, welcome to the Pharma Forum podcast. Thank you very much. I'm sure uh, our uh, listeners and certainly our, our readers at Pharma Forum probably uh, know you best from your your time at Leo Pharma. You were with with the company, of course, for uh, 27 years. Uh, 11 of those as uh, CEO. Um, must have been certainly a very interesting time. We, we've noted at Pharma Forum how the companies uh, the company progressed from a small European pharmaceutical company to a, a leading global player in in dermatology. So. How would you sum up your time at, uh, at Leo Pharma? Well, as you just pointed out, it uh, certainly was a very interesting time. And I think, uh, and I continue to think that Leo is an amazing company that uh, brings uh, really great uh, treatments to the market within skin diseases. I think uh, one of, of the things that really stand out for me at my time at, at Leo was the uh, that we kind of changed our perspective on the world from being, you know, looking at the world from standing in the labs and thinking that we've made the best medicine ever and wondering why everybody weren't using it exactly as we intended. To combine that sort of scientific knowledge with a profound understanding of patients and their needs and to a much larger extent, you know, developing treatments uh, in Leo that took into account also usability uh, and making it um, easy for people to to treat themselves. I mean, many skin diseases are chronic diseases where you kind of have to treat yourself every day. So, you know, that profound understanding of a patient's needs or customer needs uh, is uh, and, and the changed focus that meant throughout the company is probably one of the things uh, that I take with me and that I'm really proud about uh, from my time in Leo. And do you think that was very much a necessary journey for, well, not just for Leo, but for uh, the wider pharmaceutical industry to go down the path of, I suppose, what we, what we would term patient centricity? Yeah, and I, I think it is the case uh, for many companies or many industries, I guess, that ha- has that strong root in, uh, in science, that technology, that uh, you can master that so well that you kind of forget about, uh, almost forget about uh, the customer, the end user. And I think to some extent uh, now at the GN Hearing, where we um, manufacture and sell uh, the best hearing aids in the world, uh, I'm actually kind of uh, re-experiencing uh, some of those issues because I think, you know, what has made the DN hearing so successful is the uh, ability to master new technologies and do that extremely well. 
But yet, um, in order to, you know, deeply understand the needs of our end user, we still have uh, quite a long way to go. And so in addition to taking more note, bringing the, the patient's viewpoint in, into the company whilst you, whilst you were at Lee more, more directly. What sort of other changes did you see? I'm thinking, thinking perhaps we've seen the rise of uh, digital health over that time, the, the important uh, changes in the way um, companies and individuals communicate. What's it really stood out for you whilst you were leading Leo Pharma? Yeah, at, at Leo, uh, we actually uh, made uh, quite a big bet into the digital space uh, with the establishment of uh, Leo Innovation Lab. Uh, and again, I think uh, one of the things that is, uh, when you look at the patient journey uh, within skin diseases, generally speaking, it is uh, it can be quite hard uh, to diagnose uh, a skin disease. Uh, and then when you come to the GP office with your skin disease, uh, we actually learned that in 50% of cases, uh, people get a wrong diagnosis, mm-hmm. which obviously also often leads to a wrong treatment. Uh, and then you kind of have the whole mystery of people, you know, trying out the treatment, it doesn't work and so on. So, you know, the ability to to better diagnose and enhance uh, the communication uh, between patient and, and doctor was uh, actually something that uh, we invested in quite a lot in Leo Innovation Lab at the time. Developing tools where you could basically, by taking a picture of your skin, uh, could provide quite accurate diagnosis of um, the most common uh, skin diseases like uh, psoriasis and eczema. But in addition to that, also preparing, if you like, um, or helping preparing the patient uh, to have a better dialogue uh, with the the healthcare professionals once they were in office. So I think uh, maybe that's another key takeaway from my time at Leo that, uh, I mean, the digital world really opens up for another way to to communicate uh, and learn about needs of uh, of the patients uh, to an extent that probably wasn't possible early on. And, and of course, your, your time at Leo Pharma came, came to an end in uh, the summer of 2019. I, I wonder, did you have any advice to your for your successor at the company? Or indeed, would you have any advice for anyone else taking a leading role at, at a pharmaceutical company? Well, I think one of the privileges you have for working in the, in the pharmaceutical space or in healthcare is that uh, you work in an industry where we are truly making a positive difference in people's lives. Uh, and I think it's important to always keep that in mind, that um, we are making treatments that help people and, and have that focus on the people so that they constantly focus in on, on what actually works in real life. Uh, you can make the most amazing uh, treatment uh, for anyone, but if it's difficult to use, I mean, then it'll probably end up in the cupboard in the bathroom and never get used. And then it may be amazing, but it has no impact if it's not used. So, you know, that passion about patients, about making a difference in people's lives, I think that is uh, something we all must always keep in mind when we're working in the healthcare space. Uh, so from Leo Pharma, you moved, uh, you have moved to GN Hearing. So it's a company that, um, that focuses on on their smart hearing aids and, and wireless accessories. What what prompted you to join GN Hearing? Well, uh, actually, uh, when I was uh, still the CEO at Leo, I was on the board uh, of GN. And then basically, uh, almost uh, at the same time as I stepped down as CEO at Leo, um, 
a new CEO was uh, needed at the end uh, hearing, and it was actually quite an easy decision for me to make to to jump jump into that, that role because I felt once again uh, the privilege of uh, leading an organization where we have uh, that strong focus on on the on the customer or the patient, and uh, again making a difference in people's life. I mean, I think throughout my career, I've always the you know, considering job opportunities uh, made what I call the mom test. And what I mean by that is, uh, is this company uh, selling a service or product that I would recommend to my mom? And uh, that was the case at Leo. And it's certainly also the case at DN. I mean, in DN, even more so because my mom is actually wearing hearing aids from DN. And uh, in terms of what the what the company does, it, it uh, um, I guess we were discussing earlier, it focuses on on smart hearing aids. Um, can you tell me a bit about the the, the main products and what makes a hearing aid smart? Well, what makes a, a hearing aid smart is uh, the ability, uh, first of all, to uh, to be easy to use uh, for the user, uh, but also the fact. That it can adapt to different environments you're in. So uh, are you sitting at home watching television? Are you at a family dinner? Are you in a conversation with a friend? Are you at a bigger uh, social event? Uh, obviously, these are different situations uh, that you can be in as a person and the hearing aid uh, must adapt to that. And continuing that theme of um, adopting environments, um, clearly the, the wider business environment is, is very different at, at the moment uh, for, for all of us in, um, around the world in, in the light of the COVID-19 pandemic. How has that impacted um, GN Hearing's um, operations and, and work? Well, that has had a, a profound impact on our, our business. I mean... Uh... In terms of sales, actually, when we saw uh, the impact of all the societies closing down in Europe and the U.S. mid-March and and continuing uh, in into Q2, we actually saw the hearing aid market drop uh, with up to 80%. So obviously that had a profound impact uh, on our business. And the irony, uh, I guess, in all of this is that the need to hear is still there and maybe even more so in a time where people live in social isolation because um, as we all know by now i mean covid-19 is uh, especially uh, people above 65 which is also typically the people that use hearing aid they are also the most at risk uh, for covid-19 so uh, many of them either are required uh, to social isolate or decide to socially isolate and then the only way you can stay in contact with your loved ones is actually using the phone or using a computer and if you can't hear that actually becomes really difficult so you know the need to hear is still there and therefore one of the things uh, we did in GN hearing was to put a lot of efforts into uh, from our our R&D team in order to bring a solution into the market where you can actually remotely do a hearing test and fit a hearing aid. So basically offering the same service uh, to the user uh, that they would normally have to go to the audiologist office to get, uh, they can now get in their own living room. Okay, so so taking you uh, pretty much into the, the realm of, of telehealth and telemedicine, can you tell us how um, how that that service is, is, is uh, progressing at the moment? Well, uh, I think uh, that it, if you, when reading some of the analyst reports that come out, uh, they they tend to suggest that uh, 
teleservices and online services, remote services as such, not only within telehealth, but generally speaking, seems to have leapfrogged five years ahead uh, now during the COVID-19 situation. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, also that is the case for telehealth. Um, I think for for, for a number of reasons, actually, because we're also looking at a healthcare system that past COVID-19 will have a, quite a big backlog in, in terms of treating a lot of other diseases. And therefore, um, I think healthcare uh, around the globe is forced to think in new ways of delivering their services. And therefore, they will have to uh, provide much more uh, in terms of telehealth. So that impacts uh, the broader way healthcare is provided. And I'm sure that will also be the case uh, for audiology. Uh, it's uh, clearly needed uh, right now, as I just uh, talked about, the uh, people being in, in social isolation due to COVID-19. But in general, uh, many elderly people are not that mobile. So, and many actually do feel more comfortable in, in their own home. So I think for many elderly people also past COVID-19, the fact that you can have uh, done a hearing test and uh, your hearing aid fitted in the comfort of your own home, I'm sure that is the solution that is here to stay. So it clearly sounds as if we're at an inflection point for uh, telemedicine. And uh, as you say, I think that's um, likely to uh, take us in, into the future as that acceleration continues. But if we if we look to uh, round up this episode of the podcast, perhaps we can look at uh, what your plans are for GN Hearing and, and what, what you've got lined up for the future. As I just mentioned, I mean, we just recently launched ReSound Assist Live, which is a solution that allows us to remotely uh, do a hearing test and uh, fit a hearing aid. And I think... Uh, that allows uh, the audiologist to provide uh, remote services. And I think that is uh, something that is here to stay. Uh, And I think we can only begin to imagine what that entails. I mean, we will also be able to remotely detect, for instance, if uh, your hearing aid needs cleaning, uh, um, I mean, earwax and so on. So we can actually give uh, the user a heads up on that. We will also be able to remotely, if you like, um, see the battery is uh, running low and so on. So I think you can kind of start to imagine a whole kind of uh, service uh, that you would be able to provide uh, users with uh, at a completely different level than what we are at now. And it's actually um, part of our strategy to Indian uh, hearing to provide the best possible uh, individualized customer experience. And I think remote services and digitalization is a important steps uh, to do exactly that. It certainly sounds like it, it will be. So, uh, Gita, thank you very much for joining me on the Pharma Forum podcast. Well, thank you very much uh, for the opportunity. And that concludes episode 24 of the Pharma Forum podcast and my discussion with GN Hearing's Gita Arbo about telemedicine and lessons from her time in pharma. You can find more details of this episode, including a download link for the podcast, and information about other instalments in the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcast. The Pharmaforum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, Stitcher, and Podbean, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for Pharmaforum. And don't forget to visit our website to sign up for daily or weekly email pharmaceutical news and analysis bulletins, and follow us on Twitter, where we are at 
Palma Forum. 